Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Pete. And I am on point. I'm Diane. As the kids say. That's nice. (laughs) And you know why that's nice? Because we are going to talk about performance arts today. Yes. Um, We're going to sort of inject a little bit of rules. Um, I I got rid of the idea of uh, music as a performance art. I think that adds too many extra layers or extra stories so mm-hmm. we're gonna sort of limit to performance arts and how did i describe it before uh, like physical yeah physical with the body mm-hmm. movement yeah. yeah so less to do about yeah music or acting or yeah those kind of arts mm-hmm. but anyway before we get into that as always let us talk about what is new with us this week diane uh, well, this week was uh, quite sport-filled, I, uh, but it was interesting because I had uh, two Ultimate Frisbee games, and they were very different. The first one was with my usual Monday night team, and uh, they're a bunch of new players. So while they're athletic and they can run and throw a Frisbee, they're a little lacking on the strategy of the game and where they should be running at times and uh, how organized they should be, we'll say, on the field. Yeah, that's actually very so, common with um, like new players in, let's say, the NBA. They're, they mm-hmm. have a lot of athleticism. They're very active. They're very fast. But yes. they might not quite know the strategy as well as the veteran players. So that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So it's a lot of coaching them and uh, kind of instructing them on where the ideal spot is that they should be just to help the play flow a little better. Um, Really nice team. Uh, Had a barbecue after the game where they invited us all over for food. Um, Super nice. Um, So I am enjoying playing on this team and taking on more of like a coach coaching role. Uh, But then Thursday, I got invited by an old teammate to play for their team. And this team was organized, knew what was going on. There were always people open to pass to. And it was just nice to play the game um, with some people who kind of had that strategy and organization and just be able to, you know, let's play some solid ultimate for 90 minutes. And I got a really good run in there and workout because you're running all over the place because people know where to pass it. Yeah, we have had some really nice weather this week, I would say, in mm-hmm. general. It's been uh, nice and warm, but not too warm. Uh, it's sort of comfortable in that nice in-between spot. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't really had to run our air conditioner too much this week, but, uh, you know, I did remedy the problem I think I talked about last week. Yep. Uh, drilled a hole in it to let out the water and then sort of came to the discovery, wait a minute, there's something probably wrong with this air conditioner because... The reason there's no drain option on it is it's probably not supposed to be generating as much water as it is. So that's something I need to look into. But it's not going to happen this weekend because we're actually going away. Yeah. Going away to Montreal. We are. Friend of mine's getting married. Uh, Super exciting. And we just thought that we'd make a little bit of a trip of it. Uh, So we're going to head up uh, tomorrow. The wedding is the following evening and then we're gonna take our time coming back the next day is a wedding on sunday the wedding's on sunday okay so this is gonna publish on sunday but we're actually recording on Saturday. friday oh my goodness yes it's canada day today that's Woo-hoo! news yeah that's cool yeah day yeah. off today um celebrating our great country some thunderstorms <clears throat> sorry earlier 
Yeah, and uh, now it seems uh, lovely out for fireworks. So good timing. Uh, yeah, we're gonna good have timing, rain. We definitely needed rain. But, uh, you know. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about, this is going to be, I think, a common thing, is you, you'll talk about sports and athletic things, and then mm-hmm. I'll, I'll talk about a video game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so this week, I was playing a game called Oxenfree, and it was really fascinating. Um, I didn't really know what I was getting into, except that it was a highly critically acclaimed game. Was this a free game or one that you bought on discount? Or uh, No, it's just a not overly high price game. I think it's a $15 range game. It's sort of an indie studio darling that I think was on PC before and it came to PlayStation. Okay. Um, and actually, technically, it's probably a horror game. It's kind of creepy. Um, basically, you play uh, a girl, a teenage Eurus, and uh, she's got some friends who come along to this island, which they do every year, and uh, they're visited by strange creatures. Um, first, At first, it's when she just takes out a radio. You can adjust your radio, and then noises start to happen. Later on, uh, apparitions start to appear, and then suddenly these ghost-type creatures uh, possess some of the people. And it's all about uh, spirits that sort of left this world under a uh, terrible circumstance and they're trying to get back and by uh, absorbing her friends or something. So you're trying to sort of solve this problem. (laughs) Not the type of genre that you would usually gravitate towards. Well, I didn't know what it was. Like I I don't (laughs) like to, much like with movies, I don't like to spoil myself too much. If I know Mm -hmm. something is good, the ratings are good. I'm willing to give it, and especially $15 price tag, I have no problem with uh, jumping in on that. So mm-hmm. uh, it was really fascinating, and it's really cool, and it deals with like time loops and yes, yeah, spirits and stuff. And yeah, it was pretty scary, and I would always play it at night after you would go to sleep, put on headphones, and it's kind of dark, and yeah, it could get creepy in points, but mm-hmm. uh, it was good. I definitely thought it was pretty awesome. Oxenfree. I'm trying to figure out what that means. Um, I, I believe it has something to do with the term Ali Ali Oxenfree, which is used in hide and seek. Uh, and that's like, so I think the play on words is they're coming out to play or the ghosts are returning and showing themselves. Oh, okay. So interesting. Very interesting. Tons of cool stuff on Reddit after I finished it, trying to figure out what this game was about um so many neat what theories does this mean <laughs> um and the other neat thing is uh you can do what is called a new game plus you start it again and your character is aware of doing this before wow. because what ends up happening is the twist ending well i don't want to get into the ending that might spoil it for people but it's pretty cool let's move on all right so let's talk about performance art and the mm-hmm. reason I wanted to talk about performance art, and it's funny, this is my choice of subject matter, is uh, we watched our eldest niece. Yes, her yes. annual ballet recital. Yeah, and, I, and I've seen them um, on a DVD. They would record them, mm-hmm. um, and they put them on DVD. So I've seen them like while visiting her. She would show them, and uh, it's just got like a still camera from far away, mm-hmm. sort of watching it, and uh, it doesn't really capture it as well as going to it actually seen no, it live definitely I, be- I believe not. this is the first time i've ever seen a, a, a ballet i believe i've only seen ballet like in movies or tv oh okay like it seems like everyone kind of knows what ballet is about even without going to it 
What in like what you have sense? A, you have a general knowledge of like the being on the points and the the way they dance and the flips and the twirls and all that. Like, okay, yeah. You get a general sense of it. It's almost in our, I don't know, our general knowledge. But mm-hmm. uh, actually seeing it was kind of interesting. And I don't know. I, I want you to get into some comments about it maybe. Uh, yeah. Well, I think kind of going into it, you, I don't know, I had this kind of thought that, you know, we have to go to this ballet recital and we have to watch children of all ages. So from like three, four who aren't very coordinated all the way up to, you know, older girls, teenagers, young adults dancing. Um, and the person that you really want to see is maybe only in it for, I don't know, 15 minutes, like maximum. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I remember having that sort of. You're kind of wondering: is well. this going to be interesting or captivating? Are we going to get bored? Yeah, and the DVDs were that way too. It was mm-hmm. like, can you just go to your part where you're doing it? Because it seemed like yeah. very long and uh, sort of like uh, a school doing uh, the music performances, where it's like, oh man, I gotta listen to. 200 kids trying to play a flute badly mm-hmm. i can't wait to get through <laughs> yeah. that and let's or a saxophone or something that makes a lot of squeaky noises can we just get to the part where we can see you and then maybe we can sneak out after yes but yes i was surprised it was actually it was quite very good. good the whole thing was very good i would yeah. say um i did not feel bored once no they so. did a really good job they kept it very tight-knit um everyone's piece didn't go on too long and it moved on to the next thing mm-hmm uh, the sound and the theater was really good. Had a great, uh, it was a great kind of small theater. It wasn't too big. Yeah. When we picked out our seats, I was kind of like, oh man, we're a little bit far back. Yeah. We're far. No, it did not feel like we were far back at all. I felt like we were in a really good spot to watch everything comfortably and be able to see everything. Yeah. And I was really surprised. Uh, it kind of moved me at first. I was really, really oh, yeah. into it. I was like, wow, this is There was this a story is of gorgeous. like a little princess growing up. Uh, it wasn't so much the story. And I, I do remember ha- asking those questions to my niece when we were watching the DVDs. It's like, what is even going on here? And it's like, oh, this is the story of, I don't know, Beauty and the Beast or the, where are the teacups right now? And it's like, okay, I don't <laughs> see how that's... Um, so uh, this one, I, I don't really know what it was about. It was sort of... Sort of seemed to be about a girl being born okay and that's about all so I what understood. moved you then if that is not what moved you? the performance themselves okay. like the uh well like a couple things like i've never seen kids so coordinated in my life i'm okay. used to seeing children just like bouncing off of walls and having no sense of space mm-hmm. like they're always knocking over something and uh you know, you, it's hard to tell them to do anything. They uh-huh. seem to always have their own little mind and agenda. So that's the first trippy thing is seeing, especially the really, really tiny ones, having some kind of a sense of a mm-hmm. pattern that they're following. You can see their <laughs> little brains ticking going like, oh, no, this is the part where I'm supposed to do this. Yes. I'm supposed to do that. Uh-huh. Um, the other thing is uh, I really liked the, uh, I'm, I'm going to fumble my words here. It's a sense of, uh, work like you know how I'm always complaining that no one like seems to really put any effort in their jobs or mm-hmm. things like that like these people are really working hard uh-huh. to do the best that they can do on stage and okay I don't know maybe I haven't been seeing enough performances recently because it, it was a nice refreshing thing to just see someone working so hard and it's like their intent mm-hmm. is to do their best so that was 
really cool. Okay. And nice. I, I was like empathetically, like I felt really tied to some of these people. <laughs> I, I was watching this one girl for a while, um, this Asian, uh, I guess, teenager. Mm-hmm. And she was like really good. I was like, wow, she's really strong. And mm-hmm. I think she's kicking butt. I remember telling you that. It's like the Asian yeah. girl's kicking butt. Mm-hmm. And then I saw her do like a slight bad landing and it seemed like she landed wrong on her ankle or something and she did a little uh, a twisty thing mm-hmm. and then for the rest of it it seemed like she was limping a bit but still smiling and having that like determination in her face it was like i'm going to nail this and i'm going to do it and i'm going <laughs> to do it and i'm going to do it nice it's like this is my time this is my thing mm-hmm. and i believe in this so that i really liked about it cool didn't think i would be that jazzed about ballet but wow that was pretty cool <laughs> Especially for an amateur performance. Yes. They did a really good job, I would say. Yeah, so they did uh, two acts. Mm -hmm. First act was very, I guess, traditional, you would say. Yes, yeah. More classical uh, ballet. Where it's got classical music. And I remember then there was the recess. And I was like, this has been good because, I mean, at least there hasn't been any horrible pop music. And then, (laughs) boom, the show starts up and it's like, let's cue... Uh, horrible it, pop music yeah. <laughs> really loud yeah really really loud and also inappropriate like do you remember no you were the first, the first one wasn't inappropriate no no i mean first it started with a uh, an alice in wonderland remix which yeah. i thought was really cool mm-hmm. but then it, it broke into like christina aguilera and like beyonce and stuff right so that was it's a yep. aguilera okay no it was both but, of them but her aguilera song you were saying they were bleeping out all of her inappropriate remarks yeah yep. and it's so what is like the original song uh something about getting your cherry popped lovely so this is per- <laughs> this is the perfect song to have playing while uh young girls are dancing mm-hmm. also awkwardly because that, that's when it got into like modern dance and they're flying around on the ground and stuff i think that particular song was tap oh really yes that was the top one that was the top one so i mean it yeah i think it, it you need that kind of I don't know, beat style of song for tap, but it was I just... I don't know about that. Like, tap dance is, like, blanking. old. Tap dancing, like, has an old history. The yes. tap dances, they were even wearing, like, uh, Navy uniforms, right? Yeah, little, yeah, because the song is supposed to be, like, an homage to, um, like, 1950s. Okay. I just don't know why they didn't pick a 1950s song, then. They could have, but then it wouldn't have resonated with the uh, five and ten-year-olds, Pete. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Okay. <laughs> moving on. Moving but yeah, on. they bleeped out a whole lot of it words was, in that song. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering why all these weird sound effects kept appearing. It reminded me of our podcast, but uh, no cuckoo clocks. Uh, yeah, so do you have any thoughts or impressions? I feel like I'm doing all the talking here. Um, kind of similar impressions to you. I did really enjoy the second act that had a lot more uh, modern dance, but not just modern dance because there was jazz dance, there was tap, there was flamenco. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then a little bit more of classical ballet. Um, and this, yeah, and some really modern dances that kind of took me back to the days where I used to watch So You Think You Can Dance on TV and uh, really enjoyed that. And just, yeah, the dancer's ability to really move with the, with the music and kind of the music would have a certain mood to it and the dance really reflected that. Mm-hmm. So it was good. 
that is one thing I did notice is uh, this is sort of what I think would separate them being amateurs to uh, professionals is I didn't I didn't get the sense there was only like one girl who was like absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. She looked like she was eight years old, but you're saying she was like 11 and been doing it since she was like three or something. Mm-hmm. She was in the pamphlet. Um, most of them didn't seem very in tune or in time to the music as far as I could tell. Like, Yeah, even the re- older ones? I thought the older ones were yeah. much better. Yeah, they were a little flowy in and out, but... I mean, I got a musical ear. I was really like listening to the rhythm of it. And I was like, that kind of got fascinating to me. It was like, I wonder if these dances will uh, be more in tune to the rhythm of the actual music itself. Mm -hmm. Um, And yes, the eldest, like the ones who I thought were teachers were super in time to the music. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's cool. So that's a whole other part of the art that I'd never really, you know, thought about or anything. I think you you notice it. Between watching like a three-year-old and watching, you oh, know, an yeah. older teenager, yeah, and how they <laughs> move to the music and yeah. The other thing I loved is like with uh, I don't know somewhere the younger ones. Mm-hmm. There's like three variances of how much they move. There's okay. some that are just like <laughs> yeah, whatever, and they'll just uh-huh. nudge their head a little bit, an uh-huh. inch left, an inch yep. right, move like their wrist up a little. Yeah, and then there's ones who are. Doing it more like okay. you think the teacher would be telling you to do it, more, a little more flowy. And then you have the ones who are like staccato. They're just like, <laughs> one way, the other way. It's like full stretch, full like full extensions. It's like, wow, you're going to sprain something, kid. Calm down. And you'll have all three of those types uh, next to each other. Yeah. It's like, wow. <laughs> That's kind of fun. They're pretty fun and super cute. Super oh, yeah. Cute. yeah the cute. little ones are really adorable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, our niece, I thought, did a really good job. Yeah, she's she, very, she very natural. It. She had a very flowy mm-hmm. style to her in uh, comparison to the three other ones I mentioned. <laughs> um, do you want to share a favorite performance art? Yeah, I remember we were on the way home and you were talking about, you know, how, well, you see the ballet quite often. So yeah. this must be kind of normal for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, my mom and I go down to the National Ballet of Canada and we usually see three a year. You can buy like a little like combo pack of them, I guess. Um, so we've seen quite a few and you were like, is there one that sticks out? And I was like, yep, I know automatically which one I'm going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is one. Um, so it wasn't a classical ballet. It was a... Uh, modern dance by the ballet dancers with the company um choreographed to johnny cash songs oh really yeah it was really good probably because i was moved because i knew the music but just really well choreographed to these like intense words that johnny cash was singing and it was it was called um the men in black i think let me see wow yeah um yeah the man in black and the man in black the man in black so i guess that's specifically in relation to johnny cash yeah but they all had cowboy boots on and they're kind of had the dance had a little you know western flair to it Mm. i guess um it was just four dancers in fairly dark clothing just uh choreographed to johnny cash music for like an hour and a half no no (coughs) it was um 
so the ballet does one ballet a year where it's four mm. dances together over the course of the whole evening. So instead uh, of one for two hours, this was maybe like half an hour. Okay, that's smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was I'd be, I didn't know how that could go on for a long time. That sounds like much like the one that we saw this week. It's like it was mm-hmm. good that they were varying it up and they made like different acts to sort mm-hmm. of uh, change it up. Yeah. So it was part of a set of them. And I really like going to the ones where it's kind of four things in mm-hmm. one evening because they usually have something that's more a classical ballet and then they have something that's modern. And sometimes this year we saw one called Cacti, which just had a bunch of random cactuses <laughs> in it. Yeah. Literally cactuses. They're holding plants. Uh, so it's kind of all over the place and it's just really different and really interesting to see dance portrayed all those different ways mm-hmm. and expressed and just yeah the imagery from the man in black really stuck with me and i just thought they did a really good job all right mm-hmm. <clears throat> i want to um i want to bring up a discussion and this could this could go really bad really quickly okay and i think that might be interesting okay um there's so i haven't I really like seeing ballet i haven't really paid attention to dance but one of the things I noticed, I mean, it was wonderful that there were like different body types, very multicultural was uh, doing it. Um, and it was nice that there were even like a few boys there, right? Like mm-hmm. it wasn't all girls, but mm-hmm. um, as is normally the case, ballet seems to be largely a female thing. Yes. Um, and even when the boys were involved, they're not doing the same dance moves. Like there's yep. something about ballet that is incredibly feminine. Well, and I also think the boys that were involved, they were more in like the jazz modern dance. They weren't yeah. actually in point shoes because right. men can do classical ballet, okay. but they were not involved in that. So, so there is point shoes for males as well? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I don't know, really know anything about yep. this, so this is why I'm going to tread lightly, but okay. I wanted to make a, a point yeah. that may be Go controversial. Ahead. That's fine. <laughs> I love how you're getting ready for this. I'm like, what is he going to say? Where no. is this going? Men are, it's really fascinating watching men do ballet because they're so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are the ones that are doing these like l- like leaps across the stage. Okay. And it's just, you're like awestruck by what they can do. Okay. So this is going to work into what I was thinking. So I might cool. as well just throw it out here. Go. I feel like uh, our culture we have largely uh, put athletes on a pedestal. Okay. And it's usually men's sport. It's like mm-hmm. hockey, there's uh, basketball, and even baseball. It's like all of these sports where they are displaying their athleticism yep. and timing and, uh, yeah, thinking on the spot and moving or whatever. It's this kinetic okay. expression, a performance art, let's say. Okay. Um I think that's a very strong suit for men, and I think that's why they excel in those roles. For ballet, I was like, this looks like something that females really excel in, mm-hmm. because the specific moves we were seeing was also showing a strength and was also showing a type of uh, coordination. Yep. And uh, like there was some powerfulness going on there. It's mm-hmm. like, this is amazing that they're doing this. Yep. And much like, uh, me watching the slam dunk contest. That's how I was moved by these girls. And what they were doing is like, this is really impressive physical feat and performance. And I almost wondered, is this like the sport that 
is like the girl sport or something. And this is where I'm going to start to get <laughs> okay. maybe a little whatever. But I, I just it's refreshing or interesting in this new world where we are constantly like everyone's the same. Everyone's um, exactly the same. And we should all be treated as the exactly the same person where I sometimes go, well, women and men are different. Like we're emotionally different. We're physically different mm -hmm. and we perform differently. I think there's some things that men do better and there's some things that women do better. And there's always the exceptions to uh, the case. But mm -hmm. when I was watching ballet, I was like, this is like, this is like the sport. This could be the professional sport. This is why we love to watch dance as well, is that we get to see women really athletic and really on point and excelling at their, at a sport. Okay. I don't, is that I don't, way too out there? Or I don't what? see how that's a controversial statement. Okay, well, then we need someone who's more of a feminist <laughs> to get mad at me. Oh, that women have to dance in yeah. order to be noticed? It's not even just noticed, but I, I just thought that that was, I think that's the kind of place where maybe, well, I mean, you're telling me the opposite, that maybe a man may not excel as well. But you're saying you really thought it was pretty awesome. Um, when you see men do ballet mm -hmm. at the, at the high, you know, national ballet level, mm -hmm. they are very impressive as are the females. And I would, I mean, I see how you're getting at, you know, females in sport, but I think we're getting to the point where people like Serena Williams are dominating like, you know, sports illustrated covers and showing Absolutely. power and strength. Yeah. But I remember asking you specifically about Serena. I was like, well, mm -hmm. why what would have Serena played one of the men? Yeah. And what did you say about that? I don't remember, but that would be fun. I thought you said that she would get dominated. I don't, I don't remember that conversation okay. specifically. Um, I don't. Cause I do agree. There's certain sports where mm -hmm. I think they would, they would go well. I would love to see more co-op sports yeah. actually. Yeah. That would be Much fun. Like you, I mean, you and your Frisbee. It's really cool that, yeah, it's I think like with yeah, with things like um, tennis or having you know a woman compete directly against a um, male in that I I'm not quite sure how it would go. Mm -hmm. um, I mean Serena's so strong, yeah. um, but in general the men might be a little bit taller, which means their muscles are larger, mm -hmm. and they're just able to do more with that the williams sister so. are also kind of an exception they're not like the typical tennis player they're they are power yeah she will over dominate every yeah. other and wear out woman. her opponent basically yeah. i mean a woman has to play her very strategically she yeah. can't lose it's possible yeah um <laughs> along these lines interestingly i was looking at uh rogers cup tennis tickets mm -hmm. for this year and they always alternate who plays in Toronto and Montreal. So the men will play one year in one city and then the, the women in the other, and then they'll switch. Okay. So last year, the women were in Toronto. And I remember asking, it happens in August usually, and I remember remember going for my birthday and my brother took me. And we had tickets and it's pretty decent seats and we watched tennis for an evening and that was a lot of fun. And this year they're in July and I decided, you know, that's around my dad's birthday. We could go watch the men play in Toronto. And I'm looking at tickets and they are significantly more expensive than the women's the tickets. Men. I'm pretty sure. I mean, yeah. I'll have to do like a comparison. Um, 
between what the ticket prices are in Montreal right now uh, for women, but it seems way more expensive. And that to me seems weird because I would pay the same amount of money to see female professional tennis players than male. Absolutely. So I don't know. Obviously there's some kind of disconnect with the rest of the world or marketing or whoever is organizing the tournaments that they can, up the prices to watch the men but i'm like it's professional tennis these people are like really good whether or not they're male or female so i I guess there is some mentality about that and i'm sure like i don't know there there are probably differences between paying to watch like women's soccer or women's basketball but again i don't really know yeah, I, mean, I guess there's like sometimes big stars and big names that we're going to watch. Yeah, and sometimes that's considered more amateur, even though the only difference might be the gender. Maybe, but I feel like tennis, like yeah, on par. They, yeah, pretty on par. Yeah, I agree. So I'm a little bit confused at that, and almost want to just be like, "Well, screw that! I don't want to go <laughs> anymore." <laughs> well, you can save a couple <laughs> bucks and still watch the girls, so that's pretty cool. Um, no, that is interesting. And could you imagine? going to a ballet and it's like female ballet or male ballet yeah that would be weird because they work <laughs> like so why, well together we don't have that gender like divisiveness anywhere else but in sports it's a strange thing oh uh, well eh. not to that degree i can't i can't think of one off the top of my head anyway no i mean there's pay differences between men and women but that yeah oh for uh actors like what are you thinking everything for everything <laughs> uh there are just exceptions again for everything yes um, but i feel like i like... mean I, I work for a company and our ceo is a, a black woman so yes uh but she is one black woman in a sea of a lot of males yeah i guess so but i mean that's moment. that's a tradition thing i think just uh, eventually as new companies start and new companies rise mm-hmm. that's not going to really be a thing anymore that's good. I'd um, like to see just, you know, everyone getting their equal opportunity to with time be the best they can be and being paid accordingly. As long as uh, if you're good at your job, you should get paid. That's my only opinion about it. Yes, absolutely. Um, you don't need to balance or have other people get paid more just because of th- what they look like physically on the outside. It should be about their performance. Let's move on, though. Sure. I want to talk about a performance art I saw that was memorable. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it certainly, uh, it certainly, yeah, it was memorable. That's all I can say. Okay. What is it? Um, so I went to art school for college and, uh, I actually took a performance art class. Okay. Um, and performance art in art school refers specifically to doing weird stuff. Um, like one, we had a performance art show that we did. And, uh, what I did is I, uh, dressed myself up as a robot in the cardboard boxes. You went robot. And no, I I, I totally brought in all of my stuff. (laughs) I apparently love robots. Uh Um, and, uh, I created a control panel with a keyboard that was in front of me and it had four commands. It was like dance, uh, jump. Uh, do something, something. I don't remember. I remember all four of them. Oh, okay. But the user who would watch could press a button and they'd be like, 
dance. And then I would shift around in my robot suit and just okay. do little di- dancing things. But mm-hmm. I also had um, buttons on the inside of the suit that I could press to respond to them. So when I finally got tired of them pressing dance, 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 and sometimes they would say it so many times, I could press a button that says, does not compute. Nice. And be like, resting now. <laughs> And then I would take a break. Interesting. Um, but that's not my memorable performance. I okay. just sort of wanted to introduce you to that. But um, during this course, they were like, you need to go out and see uh, performance art. So as a class, we're going to go to this one. And uh, I didn't really know what to expect, except I, a lot of the stuff that we've been looking at has just been really weird stuff. There's a lot of like body mutilation is considered some form of a performance art. Ooh, okay. Or just like weird things they're doing to themselves. But what I liked about this one, and, and, and I'll always remember it, is it was a very simple concept. We went into this basic room, um, not much different from the inside of a normal house, uh, except that uh, there was this guy. Um, I can't remember if he was in a mask or what, but his goal is he wanted to run and climb up the wall to uh, get to the top portion, there was like a hole at the top of the wall. He just wanted to get up and get it okay. into this little hole at the very top of the wall, about mm-hmm. 12 feet up or so, we'll say. Okay. And so it was basically 30 minutes of him running into the wall. Okay. Hurting himself, mostly. Uh-huh. At one point, I think he yeah, started jumping like off of it, like doing a triangle jump off of the wall, trying to get himself up. But it was like mm-hmm. a very simple story about I'm here, I want to go from point A to point B. Okay. And uh, yeah, at one point he was kind of bleeding in his hands from trying to reach so many times. Yeah. He made like streaks on the wall because he was really going at it. Okay. And yeah, it was weird. Did he ever make it? But he made it in the end. Okay. And he climbed up a wall and got through and it was like, that's performance art. Applause. Weird. (laughs) Everyone says a weird dance, absolutely strange, but I, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it at least had a point in some way. And uh, as artists do, you can go like, oh, it's about the suffering of man and how <laughs> he has to get through his whatever, whatever. And yeah, you can throw adjectives about everything. But uh, uh, I thought that one was actually interesting. Okay. And very physical too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not describing it well because it was a large portion to cover like it was a a normal room but he had to climb a fair amount like very high ceilings to get to the upper level that he wanted to get to Uh and were there like things to grab onto to climb up no it was a plain wall it's just a flat wall and he eventually figured out how to do it parkour style it's pretty crazy okay it was pretty crazy huh because even uh there was a portion when he finally gripped like the ledge and Uh had it like with one hand and it's like you try to pull yourself up and it's like you can see him suffering and then yeah, falls down again. Hmm. It's like, I think he even took like a five minute break where he just sat there. <laughs> nice. And you're like, this is still the show. Watch him sit there and get ready to do it again. All right. Okay. Take it again. Interesting. Yeah. Performance art is an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. So I certainly liked with the ballet that we saw something very structured. Yeah. Um, performance art, like in that, in that uh, analogy that I was giving, uh, it's very unstructured almost. It's better to be more strange. Mm. 
And certainly with my robot thing, I was trying to make it interactive. Like it wasn't scripted. It was more about what happens between the audience and the performer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about that? I have never experienced that. There was an episode of Sex and the City where they watched a performance artist. Um, I thought it was, um, well, they thought it was weird. She was just sitting there for like 24 hours a day, not eating food was basically what it was. Yeah, And, uh, Carrie's theory was that, uh, at nighttime she would sneak McDonald's or something, Mm. but they went back at three o'clock in the morning and she was just still sitting there. Yeah. So yeah. Odd. I've never personally seen anything like that. (laughs) To each their own, eh? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Hey, lots of opportunities in a city like Toronto to do things like that and watch whatever you like. Yeah, that was actually what was kind of cool was being in Toronto and being able to see something different mm-hmm. that I'd never seen before. Yeah. Like, how would it be doing art school in, like, middle of nowhere? Like, where, what would you... Yeah, probably wouldn't be about that. Yeah. Be something different. Cool. All right. I think that covers our subject really well. What I'd like to cover before we end off our podcast mm-hmm. is let's talk about the new TV show we're watching. <gasps> we just started Futurama. Mm-hmm. One episode in. Mm. One episode and a half. Yeah. Well, you fell asleep yeah. in the second. Yeah. That was a long, long day today. <laughs> Doing lots of different things on my day off. <laughs> so this doesn't sound like a good starting to... Uh, uh, starting a new show, but let's let's go ahead. Let's get into this. Yep. So Futurama, it's a show from 1999. Uh, it's by the creators of The Simpsons, a uh, very celebrated show. Uh, sort of a spinoff, but not really a spinoff. Uh, same style, but they don't have yellow skin, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's also got some of the most uh, famous voice actors of all time in oh, the yeah? series, actually. Oh, okay. Um, at least two of them. Um, I'm totally blanking on the the main guy. Um, he does the voice of Fry, the main character. He's also doing the voice of the professor. And he does, I believe, that crab guy and a couple more characters who are sure to come later. Oh, okay. So he's doing multiple, multiple, multiple voices. Okay. Um, and he's also the guy who voices um, Bugs Bunny now. He's basically become the new Mel Blank. Oh, okay. So he's like top of the top of the uh voice actor world yeah and uh john dimaggio who is bender is also celebrated in a lot of things as well and his name is billy west yeah billy west thank you nice um certainly if you look at his imdb i'm sure there's a ton of voices he's done Um, (laughs) uh, very famous people lots of cartoons um he was ren and stimpy old favorites of mine Oh, okay. Um, so, initial impressions. We saw the first two episodes. You watched the pilot and the second episode in which they went to the moon, our moon, Earth's moon. Um, and I was just kind of hoping to get some initial impressions. Like, I, I think it'll be interesting to sort of see where we start from. And then uh, we bought a season. So, we're going to at least go through a season and see if we like it mm-hmm. and go from there. Yeah, so really it's just been like the first episode. Um, I can tell you that I'm curious and interested in watching more, Mm -hmm. unlike other shows where we've started and immediately turned them off. Yeah. Um, 
it's got some interesting potential for characters. Um, did a good job of, you know, introducing everyone and the situation that's yeah. going down. Basically, he leaves Earth in 1999 and ends up in the future in 2999. I think so. Somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. A thousand years later. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'm just curious as to how this will evolve and what will happen. Yeah, I really like the uh, the future setting they've created it's very colorful Mm -hmm. i don't know if you noticed that like it's very bright it has a feeling much like a blade runner movie but without the darkness of it and even they'll have dark things like there's a 25 cent suicide booth you can use Uh uh-huh so it's like a dark theme but still the the show itself seems very bright and positive yeah which i'm liking about it right now Uh it's not too yeah, it's not too morose. It's not like Family Guy where it can also be very offensive, you know? Mm, mm-hmm. It's just good, good, clean fun so far. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so I like the color. I'm enjoying the humor of it, actually. It's got a subtle humor. Yeah. It's not too much in your face. It's more about the delivery of the lines. Yes. Um, and I can see already why a lot of this show uh, turned into internet memes, which will eventually get to i'm sure no way awesome okay um and it's much like uh how there's a great line in parks and rec and it's like just the delivery it's not so much Mm -hmm. what they're saying it's the delivery of how they say it yep that uh is memorable cool so that's what i'm liking about it i also really i wanted to give a little shout out it is an older show this is 1999 i remember seeing the pilot back in the day and i guess i didn't really keep up with it or just caught a couple episodes here and there but uh, I, d- I did remember when I first saw it in 99, there was some impressive technology going on here where, uh, Simpsons was primarily this 2d art, uh, Futurama started introducing these 3d models that still looked like hmm. 2d cartoons. So that spaceship, okay. when it's moving around, mm-hmm. it's moving, it's a 3d model with like a CD, uh, sorry, a cell shading thing going on that makes it look still two-dimensional. Oh, okay. But they just started getting into like computer animation for a TV show. Got it. It was a big change in like that, in that uh, time period for how animation was done. And they were one of the first guys to really push that envelope. Family Guy later on does it all the time. Mm -hmm. So this is something you probably wouldn't even think, know yeah, or I'm just used think to about seeing yeah yeah but this these were one of the first like pioneers of this style okay, so cool uh, i did think that was really cool so personally i'm looking forward to more i yeah. actually had more laughs in the two episodes i watched um i was definitely really interested in the plots the storylines have mm-hmm. been really interesting so yeah i'm i'm excited for more cool it's nice that we have a kick-ass uh female character as well yep again yep she's fun she's actually the person that voices her was in a um sitcom i guess called eight simple rules for dating my teenage daughter that's funny everyone everyone more knows her probably from being in married with children oh okay nice or maybe older people like me Mm -hmm. anyways was she the mom she was the mom yeah okay it was yeah it was a really fun show anyways yep side note so but very cool that's good. We'll we'll have another update. I think this will become something we'll sort of put at the closer at each of our episodes. Yeah. We'll update. Definitely. We love to have a little downtime watching some TV together mm-hmm. in the evenings. So we'll certainly be watching more episodes in cool. the coming week. 
So with that, mm-hmm. let us sum up this episode. It's been ordinary day, and hopefully a wonderful day for you. Yeah. Uh, you can send emails to us. That's how we actually heard about this show, or did, got the suggestion to start watching this show. Ordinary Day Podcast at gmail dot com. Yep. We also have a website, ordinaryday.ca. Definitely. And as always, we want to send a shout out to Field Processor for our music. Awesome. So until next time, take Take one one more for for the the road. road.